1: HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host.
0: From the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In this episode, Flagstar's Senior Vice President of Default Mortgage Courtney Thompson joins the podcast to talk about the biggest mortgage forbearance trends that she's watching and what trends she thinks others should be following. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast.
1: Right now, more than ever, the housing industry has been having honest conversations about how race impacts the home buying process. To heighten the discussion, Housing Wire is launching Honest Conversations, a new mini podcast series to examine the state of minority home ownership in America. For eight weeks starting in February, please join Housing Wire Daily each Wednesday as we aim to provide listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the home ownership gap.
0: We're excited to have Courtney Thompson on Housing Wire Daily today. We just wrapped the Housing Wire Spring Summit yesterday. It was a day jam-packed with so much information and great contact experts, and one of them was Courtney. So first, Courtney, not only thank you for joining us today, but also thank you for joining us yesterday.
2: Absolutely. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about servicing and Housing Wire. I know
0: it's a passion topic for you. And for some background on Courtney, she is the Senior Vice President of Default Mortgage at Flagstar Bank. Courtney Thompson leads their best-in-class default mortgage operations team, delivering industry-leading transparency into and the strongest control environment around the default mortgage servicing process. So a lot of information to tap into there around the service industry. I know that's a topic that I've been talking about, not only on Housing Daily, but also on our website. So jumping right into that first question... From your perspective, what are the biggest mortgage forbearance trends that you're watching right now that you think others should probably also be paying attention to?
2: Sure. I mean, I think that we're in a really, really interesting time period right now. Um, So what we've seen throughout the course of COVID-19 is... Um, you know, from a policy perspective, a bit of delay, 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 and then fast law right before something happens. Um, and so we're in another period of fast law right before something happens. Um, so in the last couple of weeks, you know, we've seen a lot from um, both the White House and from the various investor insurer, Alphabet Soup, Fannie Freddie, FHFA, Ginny, HUD, all of them. Um, and so servicers are really chasing this law to get out in front of the consumer um, to make sure that the consumer knows um, about these FAST law changes and what they might be entitled to. Um, This is really, really important right now. Um, And the changes came right now, I'm guessing, um, because CARES Act coverage, you know, was coming to an end with this 12 month of forbearance. And whereas the servicing industry and Flagstar was poised to really focus on um, exclusively the resolution, right, of the COVID nineteen forbearance in the second quarter. Um, there's now another. Um, there's now another chip in the game. There's now another player on the board, which is these, you know, six month or up to six month forbearance exceptions, uh, with a different, you know, seasoning on top of it which is this, you know, for CARES Act, you know, related coverage, um, the federal government was very, very clear that if a consumer raised their hand, that's all they needed to do, right? Um, To opt into this type of coverage. Now we've had FAST law um, that we're implementing very quickly to get in front of the consumer, um, but the the bar has been raised a little bit for the consumer um, and certainly for the servicer around this concept of QRPC, quality right party contact. Um, so, the servicers have to right now um, flip their programs and meaningfully connect with the majority of their COVID 19 impacted population, which is 8 to 12% of every individual servicing portfolio around the country to actually have a meaningful conversation with every single borrower about whether or not they want extended protections or whether or not they want to join into the resolution wave. And so it's an important time period, um, particularly because by the metrics, if you look at COVID-19 forbearances at the end of last summer, you know, 40 to 50 percent of those forbearances had consumers who were still able to make their regular monthly mortgage payment. They weren't going delinquent. If you look at the pot, same pop group of consumers now, um, it's we're down to about ten percent that are still making their regular monthly mortgage payment. Um, so we're we we can focus on the population. Um, it's a smaller population than it was last fall, um, but it's a more needy population. Um, and so we are making all of our efforts um, to reach out to the consumers um, to implement this fast law. It's probably important to say too. Um, that no one knows how to do world pandemic. Um, And I don't think that um, Fannie, Freddie, the FHFA, I don't think any of these people want to be slow, right? I don't think they want to be behind. I don't think they want to release new law um, to change the script um, late in the game. Um, And I think that everyone is doing the best that they can here. Um, But, you know, in servicing, I think much like servicing, people sometimes feel about origination, you know, stuff always does roll downhill. Um, And so right now, um, all of these new law changes are in the hands of the servicers to get it right by the COVID-19 consumer.
0: You mentioned right in there, and I wanted to do a quick follow-up question to your answer. You mentioned meaningful conversation. Has that actually... I don't know if there's an exact definition of what is meaningful, but looking at that word, can you describe a little bit more, but what what does define or make up a meaningful conversation?
2: Well, I think there's two answers to that question. There's the human answer, um, and then there's the servicing answer. So let's stick with the servicing answer because you and I, I would guess, could jam on the human one for quite some time. Um, So it is this QRPC standard, we have to know that the consumer is in need of the forbearance to still, we need to know that they um, intend to keep their property um, and we need to be able to adequately co- communicate to them, you know, how to get out of this process. Um, a forbearance is not for forever. It's really a timeout. Um, while you're trying to figure out your circumstances. Um, But the, you know, we call it timeout and reset. We have the reset conversation as a part of the timeout conversation or the extended timeout conversation uh, because the, you know, the COVID-19 consumer takes the psychology of a person who has never been delinquent before. Um, And so a loss mitigation process or a delinquency process is new to them and we really want to make sure that they understand it. Um, the investors and insurers, I should mention though, um, have permitted the servicing world to have this meaningful conversation um, through technology as well. Um, so so long as we can have um, the components of a QRPC conversation through the technology, ask the questions, have an auditable trail of the consumer's response and acceptance that they understand, um, we can do it there too. And I'm sure a lot of this you
0: probably touched on already mentioned the spring summit that we just wrapped yesterday. Now it's Friday. What were some of the big themes that maybe you haven't already mentioned that you spoke on during that panel? Um, And the title of it was servicing challenges in a pandemic period.
2: Sure. Um, So forbearance is obviously the soup du jour right now and the extensions of the forbearances. And we've definitely covered that quite a bit. Um, I think that, you know, one of the key themes during this time period that we touched on yesterday was servicer capacity, you know, and being able to be ready to ride this wave of COVID-19. We actually had an entire initiative at the end of the year called Surf School (laughs) because, you know, from a servicing perspective, particularly from a default servicing perspective, more than adequate communication is necessary, right, in order to help the consumer. And in order to have more than adequate conversations with the consumer, you have to have trained humans available to the consumer. So when we think about being prepared for a second quarter event or a third quarter event, we're recruiting those people at Christmas time. We call them freshies at Flagstar, but we never want to put a freshie on the phone, right? Um, And throw them out um, to help people resolve their delinquency. So one of the big things that we did is we made a huge um, Q4 2020 push to recruit our classes, had them start at the beginning of the year. And, you know, most of our um, phone team is going to have two, three, four months on the phone um, before they have to really manage the resolution of a, a COVID loss mitigation solution, uh, and, and we, you know we take good great pride in that. Um, servicer capacity all over the industry has been a real real thing that we talked about yesterday. And then of course, um, my favorite thing to talk about, you know, where tech meets you know servicing, and how can we make servicing better um, for the industry, for the servicers, but also for the consumers.
0: All big issues themes. I like how you said the soup de jour that made me pause for a second in this. I don't think you'll often hear that in a housing wire podcast, <laughs> switching a little bit. Um, so servicing, obviously, like you said, is a big topic. One word that has been synonymous lately with servicing is technology. Um, for pros and cons just together, they are often named. And so in the past, servicing has been spotlighted for being further behind than the origination market. So the beginning half when it comes to technology, what would your response be to that today?
2: Sure. Um, So one of the key themes in Flagstar Default is uh, the concept of truth is truth, right? And the truth about servicing, generally speaking, is it's a very low margin business, um and there's not a lot of extra money to invest in what's next and the primary technology that the servicing um, industry does leverage is pretty expensive um so when you put all of those things together i don't think that there is frequently a lot of investment in technology um or a lot of energy right to move in that direction um i make jokes that it's from the stone ages um and most recently i've refined it Um, And said that servicing is really in the Triassic period of the dinosaur ages, which for those of us who are very nerdy know that it is the first period. And so it's like we're way at the beginning, Um, you know, but notwithstanding that there's a lot of innovation in the space right now. There's a lot of innovation um, in consumer facing solutions, both on the origination end, but also it's bleeding into servicing now. Um, and there's a lot of great companies startup companies that are solving specific problems in the space that you know, are very inexpensive for servicers to implement um, and yield, you know, giant gain. Um, and. I am the um, the sponsor of Flagstar's FinTech Accelerator Program. Um, So I have the benefit of being on the front line of seeing these companies um, when they're in their baby stages, you you know, trying to solve these problems and getting to partner with a lot of them. Um, and so I feel lucky in that space, but you know I um, appreciate you know the opportunity to partner with HousingWire, particularly because we need to talk about it, right? We need to talk about what is out there, what is available to servicers. From a servicer perspective, I like talking about the ease of implementation of a lot of these consumer-based situations, right? Um, because you know historically, tech and servicing has all been about Workflow and efficiency, you know, and things like that. And that's important, right? Um, but if you can get a consumer cleanly into your process or you can get a consumer to cleanly um, execute documents as a part of loss mitigation, which is a project, a pet project that I have right now, um, the yield that you see in terms of how many consumers you can get through your pipeline is enormous. Um, and so, you know, despite the fact that margins are low a benefit of the COVID-19 pandemic is that there's a lot more consumers that we need to help and we need to help efficiently. And so the investment does make sense right now. Um, And so it's kind of like come to the party, guys, Um, because it's a good party to be in, um, particularly with the inspo, right, Um, from the volume of uh, consumers, you know, Americans, really, that need help.
0: That investment really ties into the forward-looking aspect of the servicing conversation right now. So you just touch on maybe like the roadblocks or the state of hey, at the end of the day, it is a low margin business. But hey, this is an investment that people need to take into account or think about kind of in your last answer. So what does that mean for the road ahead? We've talked about the extensions, how there's still a lot of people like I think you mentioned 13 or 18. I'll let you correct that percentage of the people who in a portfolio are still in forbearance. So what does this technology world look like heading into the rest of 2021 and maybe even 2022?
2: Sure. So the metric right now is anywhere between seven and 12%, depending upon which servicer that you're talking about. I think that the industry is riding just North of 8%, um, you know, from an in forbearance and needing help perspective. You know, I think that, you know, investing in solutions right now that help, um, in multiple areas of servicing, particularly default servicing, are your biggest bang for your buck solutions. So right now, um, we're implementing RON for our Lost MIT Portfolio, Remote Online Notarization. That is to save, If I mean, if you want to talk about efficiency, we think we can knock 20 days off of our loss mitigation conversion process by leveraging RON. You've worked at a servicer before. You know that 20 days in servicing is like basically people think I'm lying when I'm talking to them because that never happens. Um, But the interesting thing about the investment in RON right now is that we're going to deal with a subsequent wave of foreclosure right around the corner. And foreclosure, just like loss mitigation, just like mortgage, right, is so paper-dominant. Um, it's so um, notarization-dominant that we're going to be able to leverage that efficiency in LASMIT, and then we're going to be able to you know, send it over to our foreclosure department you know, to help with efficiency there. And I think that there's a lot of solutions like that where there's not a single use case for them. Um, and those are the ones that if I were managing default servicing or managing a servicing shop, right, I would look at first.
0: We've had the pleasure of having you on Clubhouse recently. And so I've been able to hear and listen to you talk about a lot of these subjects. And just to clarify for the people who haven't or don't know about that Clubhouse, it's a fintech-based conversation. I know this conversation right now is around servicing and default. Um, But right there, you added in the element of where's fintech right now stand in the servicing world. And so I know you kind of were able to touch on that before and been able to hear you speak on it. And so with that in mind, we always like to end with the same question of like, is there anything else that you'd like to add? You know, our audience, any final thoughts?
2: You know, I think two things. One, if you're a loan officer and you've gotten this far in this podcast, right? I think the most important thing for loan officers to know right now. Is that there are additional protections available to the COVID nineteen consumer that servicers are chasing consumers down for? So if you have clients that are asking you, "Is there anything else available to them?" The answer is yes, and the answer is call your servicer. Um, so there's additional protections there. If you're a servicer um, and you've made it this far into the podcast, I you know I would really really say um, that. This is not the time to invest um, in tech for tech's sake. Um, I think a lot of CEOs in servicing who maybe haven't grown up in operations are like, we have to move to tech. Um, Right. And and for me, I would always say, target the tech that's really solving a problem. Um, And if you can do uh, 35% of your process 82% faster, right there's a huge yield from a financial perspective from a consumer perspective and it really really is worth kicking the tires on it and not just accepting the status quo of what is
0: both great points. I know we have both of those types of listeners and audience on this podcast. I'd selfishly, like to think they made it this far into listening, but to wrap Courtney, just wanted to say, I really appreciate your time. There's a lot of great information that you kind of shared here. And then I know we also touched into on the summit later. And for anyone who missed that, you can feel free to reach out to me in order to see the on-demand version of the summit here, Courtney, and many other great speakers during it. But thanks again for your time, Courtney.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily as we wrap up this week's news coverage. As always, we like to remind you to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Have a great weekend and catch everyone back here again on Monday.